Coming up next, after taste testing cookies last year, Colby and Dan of the Don't Panic Podcast rejoin the show to try out the less good version of cookies, crackers. It's the great cracker taste off here on Up for Debate. Shun, shun, shun. Shun, 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 shun. S H A U N. S H A U N. Shun, 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 shun. This is Up for Debate, episode number 220, recorded November 11th, 2021. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this ultra-special Sean Vember edition of Up for Debate. I am Sean Jennings, joined by the original Cracker Jack, Mr. Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sean. How are we doing tonight? I am beyond thrilled to be here. It's one of our signature episodes of the year, uh, and we have got a great crew with us tonight. We sure do. Matt, when I think... Uh, well, before we introduce them, let's talk about what we're doing here tonight uh, and leave them in great suspense. Matt, it is Sean Vember, a whole month dedicated to my whims. Uh, last week, we did a Sean theme to this or that, where we learned you know nothing about me. Uh, and this week, we're going to continue. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that one, it's very it's funny. True. Um, I, I, that's a, it was one of the rare episodes I actually did re-listen to, uh, and it was a hoot, so I recommend it. But Matt, last I, week- I still do maintain, though, that there was a very easy way to game that contest and it was to just, you know, take the opposite on whatever I was saying, take the low. Whenever I said the high, take the hippopotamus. Whenever I went elephant, do you really want to do this? Uh, Dan and Colby, you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, right? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, let me ask you guys, uh, am I a iced coffee guy or a hot coffee guy? Hot coffee. Okay. Yeah. that's right. Matt got that one wrong. Um, am I a, a hamburger or a hot dog guy? This one I could see. I think burgers. I'm going to say burgers. I'm going to say I've hot dog. See. Eat a hot dog. Dan got see? that. It was I said dog. the same thing. I said the same thing as Colby. I've never <laughs> seen you eat a hot dog, Sean. I, can't, I don't know how you can claim to be a hot dog guy. Are you a latter day hot dog guy? <laughs> uh, I was eating like, hot dogs in college. Did, when did you become a hot dog? But more recently, <laughs> I became, I'm a hot dog adult. Um, okay. And I'll, I'll give you just one more. Um, which large mammal do I prefer, elephants or hippos? Hippos. Hippos. You're both right. Matt blew that one. So, you know, it, it, it may be a Matt problem oh, more yes. so than a me problem. <laughs> No offense, Matt. It was very nice. There's still so much you can learn about me. What a treat! Um, that, this is true. It's good. good it's it, it's good. Bodes well for our friendship because every day will be a new and exciting it's not adventure. Stale. Uh, but tonight, you don't have to know anything about me to enjoy this evening's episode because the great taste off is back. You remember last year we went through six different kinds of cookies and discuss the ones we liked and the one we didn't. And Matt, we had such a good time, we decided to do another great taste-off. So we did cookies last year. This year we're doing cookies, but worse. The crappier now, quick version. Question. Quick question. Uh, just to do a quick retro on the cookies from last year. Did everyone finish all of their cookies? And did were your cooking ha- cookie habits altered by the tasting in any way? I think I gained like 15 pounds. 
in the, in the, in the subsequent two weeks. Like, I didn't eat all of the cookies, but I ate a lot of the cookies. Too many of the cookies. I, I did eat all of the Oreos because Oreos are the best. I, I think I, I went on like a sugar hiatus after after the cookie experience. I, I, I just kind of avoided sugar for a couple of, like a, probably a period of, of two weeks or so. And I did not finish all of the cookies, but I did eat all of the Fig Newtons, which I would have for Same. breakfast sometimes. And I enjoyed I Because you know what? I don't, I never really go out and buy Fig Newtons. It's just not something I ever think of like getting. So uh, do you um, now or now they've receded back into your back? Of your nope. Mind? Kind of ha- haven't thought about them until just now. So, but maybe this weekend I'll, I'll go, I'll go pick some up. Well, you're gonna have plenty of. You know uh, they had that. Yep. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say, you know how they had that cereal when we were children? They might still have it. It was called like Cookie Crisp or something. It's like cookies for breakfast. Yeah. They should definitely make a Fig Newton cereal. I want that. Fig Newtons for breakfast. It, it turns the milk figgy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that has got to be more nutritionally uh, healthy than Pop Tarts. So. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I totally buy that, and it'll make you regular. It's it's basically a, a Nutrigrain bar. Um, <laughs> no, I ended. It was funny because this time last year, well, in Sean Tember, uh, I was right in the middle of moving, and so I had a big box of a bunch of barely eaten cookies, and I had to decide whether it was one more box I was willing to move, and the answer was I wasn't. So most of them ended up in the reject pile. Unfortunately, I I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I I ended up bringing mine to work and just giving them away most of the cookies. Also, Chips Ahoy doesn't have a great shelf life after it's been opened. No, I think they come out of the factory stale. Yeah, and they're not resealable, <laughs> which is something yeah. I appreciate about the crackers. As I was opening them, I was like, I like that these come in more discreet, smaller units that can be unsealed and then keep most of the box still fresh. The individual <laughs> sleeves. I, I have a theory for that. I, I think your average cracker eater is very different from your average cookie eater. I think uh, your your cookie eater is probably buying the cookies for a party or maybe a group of children, their children. Whereas I think the cracker eater is probably like staying home. Well, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, but they're probably like hanging out on a Friday night, like reading a, a good book and going to bed at, at, at 8 p.m. sharp. That That's probably like your average night. cracker eater, I would say. <laughs> well, we, we, guys, we've got six crackers we're going to get through tonight. I do want to make sure, though, we formally introduce our two guests this evening. You may remember them from last year or as the co-hosts of the Don't Panic podcast. Uh, two guys that exemplify the term cracker. It is Dan and Colby. Good evening. When I think cracker, I think of these two gentlemen. Uh, guys, Sean's been waiting for weeks to make that joke. The first thing I thought of when I decided to do crackers. So <laughs> uh, it was a good call. Thanks for joining, guys. Anytime. That's what thrilled to be. And anytime I offer to send you a box of snacks, uh, we, we can hop right on. Lena was very excited. She remembered the cookies. And so when I was like, oh, Sean, we went to the mailroom. Sean sent us a box. She's like, ooh, what is it? Um, this one, this is a bit healthier though. A bit. Not by well, much. Yeah. Maybe. Lower sugar, higher salt. So pick right. your poison. Right. 
It's very high salt. Um, it's it's savory, not sweet. Um, and so I have picked what I would describe as four of America's most popular crackers and one wild card. Uh, and guys, what's the fifth? I meant to say five of America's most popular, and then the uh, nut thins, which there we go. I don't know if I would define them as popular. <laughs> but why don't we? I'm excited. I'm very excited to try the nut thins. This is the only one I've I have not uh, tried so far. I've what? never had a club, uh, whatever this is. Oh, the club cracker. Mm. Club. The club. I don't think. I mean, it looks like any other cracker. Maybe I it's have. It's similar had. to the Ritz. It, they're gonna right. be similar. I think it's a little less buttery and a little more thin. But uh, just for the folks at home playing along, you can go pause it now. Go to the store, get crackers. You can play along with us. We have right. saltines, club crackers, Ritz, Triscuit, wheat thins, and uh, almond nut thins. So. Those are our sixth selection. I have another question for the group. Coming into tonight, before before we tried any of these, and including ones that we don't have, if you were to had to pick your favorite cracker, like you you're gonna get one cracker for a party. What cracker are you gonna get today? That's good. Graham cracker. No graham cracker. No. Graham crackers are delicious. I'm honestly a little disappointed that we are not having graham crackers. Get that sweet cracker nonsense out of here. Graham crackers. They're delicious. Graham was a let's lunatic. Call, let's call a biscuit a biscuit, all right? <laughs> I love graham crackers. That's the, that would be my choice. But second, close second would probably be uh, wheat thins. Okay. Sean? I'm a, I'm oh, a, Colby? Oh, go ahead, Sean. I am a uh, aggressive Triscuit guy. Triscuit is like, if there's a cracker platter, I'm going immediately for the Triscuit because it's got the fun texture. I, I, to me, crackers are boring texture-wise. That's why I'm excited to try the nut thin because it is a little bit different. But the Triscuit just is so much more fun to eat. What about you, Colby? Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. I love I love Triscuits. But like like a fine wine or a package of Chips Ahoy, they, have a, they, they decline rapidly after you, yeah. after you open them. Not that they're bad like the next day, but they're noticeably less good the next day. For me, another pandemic discovery for me was Trader Joe's Social Snackers, which I think resemble maybe the the Club Crackers, uh, but are salty and delicious. Trader Joe's has an a, like a very impressive cracker assortment. Like they make the non crackers, which are are really good. They're, they make them in like those. Are those cookies? No, they're crackers. They're just, uh, yeah, like flatbread crackers. They kind of taste a little bit like naan. Naan. <laughs> taste a little bit like cracker. <laughs> oh, did you think I said naan, like N-O-N naan? <laughs> yeah, oh, that could, I Googled okay. that and I That's found fun. it. I was, I was trying to make it. A naan cracker. It does seem like something mm. Trader Joe's would have, though. Trying to be right, and I, I googled oh, totally. that, and I found a Trader Joe's everything but the gluten crackers. It's like I guess that's kind of like a naan cracker. A Norwegian yeah. crisp bread. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to look out for these. This is a good tip. And then there's a good uh, a good dip that I that I found that goes with it uh, is the everything but the bagel seasoning dip. Hmm. It's, it's really good. Oh. It's like a it's like a yogurt based dip, but it's got the everything but the bagel like every kind of like everything bagel spices blended in with the. The, the yogurt 
I, I like the idea of this snack where everything is defined in terms of what it's not. It's not mm. a cracker, and it's every it's, and it's, it's not everything except this other thing. This is a, a cracker for the modern the modern era. Well, what are we uh, like as we're sitting here talking about crackers? I'm I'm feeling like I really should have brought a, a like something to put on the crackers. It's funny you should Man mention that. Prepared. Did anybody? Yeah. Did no one else brought things? I was going to and forgot. Okay, I so did, I've I got. I thought about it for five seconds and then I'd never. I took no action. Trader Joe's chocolate hummus, um, which I have not tried yet, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to trying that. I've got. Um, sweet. Yeah. Chocolate, I've had chocolate hummus before, but not Trader Joe's chocolate hummus. It's good. It's really good. It tastes tastes kind of like brownie batter. Oh, it's so good. It's too why, thick. Why, Sean? It upsets your your Mediterranean roots. Is that your are your uh, your right. Mediterranean ancestry? Yeah. <laughs> it's a betrayal of of uh, of what hummus should be. I brought uh, some jelly from my refrigerator. <laughs> I, I wanted to like the squeeze bottle Perfect would have been easier, but it makes that look like a huge tub of jelly. <laughs> yeah, <perspective laughs> it's an enormous amount of jelly. It's a, yeah, it's actually it's pretty hefty, and locally sourced honey, also from Trader Joe's. So, looking forward to. I have. This one is wildflower honey. You know that it's it's crazy all the different kinds of honey. Oh. Okay, put that one in the in the. Uh, oh, well, the great tuck it away. Honey, next time maybe for the next snack off. Different different varieties of honey. Because I was gonna say they have wildflower honey. They've got. Uh, yeah, Halloween candy. Like, Any uh, leftover Halloween candy for your? Uh, I, I can put your, that on a Triscuit. I got a I got a Snickers here. Nice for my nut then. I don't know. They've got lots of different kinds of honey. I'm looking forward to it. When I was on Nantucket. I bought a cranberry honey. Hmm. Honey made with cranberries. I haven't had I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. It's still in my in my uh in my basement, which I'm realizing now. Oh yeah. No, I think water. it's safe. I think it's good. Probably didn't get any water on it. <laughs> it's probably okay. But it's yeah, cr- nice cranberry honey. And well, are you guys that's uh, it. are you guys ready for our first cracker? Oh I'm ready, yeah. Let's do it. So we're going to start simple and work our way up to the exotic, and we're going to go with the classic saltines first, I think. So these are a Target brand Market Pantry saltine crackers. I think I paid about three cents for this box. They're very reasonably priced, so let's make a lot of noise. And they, oh, Wait, sorry, which one are we doing first? The saltine. saltine. I don't even know the last time I had a saltine cracker. It's been a long time. Yeah, if, if, if there's a technical name for like the fear and dislike of hearing people chewing, I forget the name of it. If that applies to you, you might as well skip the whole episode. I gotta be honest. Ugh. I was trying to like. These are awful. Yeah, <laughs> these they're are not like, as good as I remember. These are now they're store brand, so they're not the official saltine brand, but. It was like tort, like honestly, communion wafers are better than these. 
They already seem stale. Yeah. And they're not particularly salty. No. Yeah, they yeah. say copyright 2020 on my box. Oh, boy. Target, you son of a bitch. Well, it's These remind me of, uh, reminds me of being sick. I yeah, feel like I would have, like, this with soup if I was, like, homesick from, like, school or something. April 2021. Then on the inside, it does say August 30th. Or, sorry, Best Buy April 2022. But on the inside, it has a date, August 30th, 2021. So maybe that is when it was manufactured. Well, it says 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. So, hey. You may have to ask. You know what? I'll yeah, say I ordered we, four we can boxes. start doing this stuff for free. It would have been fun if one of the boxes contained expired crackers, but Sean didn't tell us which one. Mm. <laughs> Somebody gets violently ill. Yeah, these are um, these are like eating paper. Yeah. I feel like saltines are the kind of thing you're supposed to like literally put in soup. Like they're not meant Check to be on their own. They're oh, got to rehydrate. That chocolate chocolate that looks so unpleasant. Chocolatey hummus spread yeah, on it. Really the, got some on there. The visuals are Awful. I once bought, I went to a deli at a supermarket and I got like half a pound of ham or something and they gave me a free container of chocolate hummus. I did not get the connection. <laughs> what did you buy? I bought hmm. deli meat, like like ham or something, and they're like, oh, if you get a pound of boar's head, we'll give you a free container of chocolate hummus. Oh, that was probably because it was going to expire and they wanted to go, they wanted to. They didn't want to throw it out. It was awful. How, how was that chocolate hummus for you, Matt? That was really good. Did not really go with the saltine. Saltine is not an ideal cracker. It did leave a very nice imprint. Very cool looking imprint in the hummus. I don't know oh, if you can there see. You go. I got some nice lines. It got like a nice like a nice carving out of the out of the hummus. But yeah, definitely not where I would go with it. Let's see if the Saltines see if the have like no honey's a little they better. Have no backbone. They're very flaky, very fragile. This is a it brand new dry, but not in a good honey. way. I predict that the honey is going to be the the favorite here for the saltines, but I think like Colby said, maybe uh oh, I'm going to get it on my microphone. Thanks. <laughs> That's what So if I if I soup is the ideal all over again. I would have for the show tonight, I would have rolled by Whole Foods and I would have gotten a, a cup of their New England clam chowder. Yes. And that that is the vessel. But uh, I'll say an oyster cracker is better than the saltine. Oyster crackers are amazing. You know, it's like, can you buy a box of oyster oh, crackers? Yeah. I've never thought. I've only ever eaten oyster crackers in the little package. I'm sure Amazon will it. sell you like 10,000 oyster crackers. <laughs> Again, that's another, like, pour it in a bowl and have it for breakfast type of thing. Just all those little oyster crackers. Mm -mm. <laughs> Maybe it's good that they only give you, like, the little, uh, the little packets of oyster. On Amazon, the, the smallest amount of oyster crackers you can buy is 12 9-ounce bags, which is almost 7 pounds. Or 300 half-ounce Pouch pouches, which would be 150 ounces, Maybe which would that's be almost what, 10 pounds. 
Maybe that's where the taste off will be next year. Is instead of doing a, a small amount of a lot of things, we'll just do a large amount of one thing, um, and it'll right. just be like four pounds of crackers of, of oyster crackers. Oyster cracker challenge, and maybe right, maybe it's a challenge, and we have to use all of all of the crackers. Like yeah, like oh, like the like chopped. <laughs> you open the chop basket; it's just crackers. Wait, what? What am I gonna make out of this? It's saltines and oyster crackers. I immediately run over to the ice cream machine. Gotta do something with this. Um, so that doesn't sound bad. Let's uh, saltine pate. Let's rate the saltine on a scale of one to five. Um, five being the best. Um, where where do we rank this? I'm happy to go first. I'm gonna give it a solid zero. That was torture. Um, what what about you, Matt? (laughs) Is zero, um, val- is zero a valid value or zero is the lack a- of a score? It's nothingness. It didn't even qualify as a one. Yeah, so these saltines are pretty rough. They're rough. I, I actually the weirdest thing is, I tried it with all the different dippings that I brought here today, and it was actually somehow better plain than it was with any of the dippings. And that's not to say that it was even that particularly good plain. It was just like pre- preferable. It, it like nothing could enhance it. It, it, it just like everything that it, you put on it just made it taste like the saltine is the one that didn't belong. I give it a half a point. I give it a point five, just because it was it was something. It was like uh, it it was it was it, it, when you're sick. I guess so you could add like saltines. You could put them in your in your soup. It add, it adds something to your soup. Theoretically, right? You know, you like mac, like stir it around, but I'd rather have the oyster crackers, I guess. Yeah. What about you, Colby? Yeah, I'm gonna say like a one. Yeah. I don't know. You gotta start somewhere. I guess. <laughs> we're only up from here. What about you, Dan? Uh, since since we're using zero, I guess I'll also say one. At least it didn't taste bad. But that's the, you know. That's the best I could say about it. It was neutral tasting, didn't like the texture, didn't have enough, didn't seem to have enough structure to really hold up to a good, like, hummus scoop. Like, if you put too much hummus on it, it would probably just snap off right in the hummus thing. Then you got to dig it out. Ugh, Little no crumbs everywhere. And, yeah. Um, well, that was a, our baseline. We're moving up from here. Now, I did pull the most popular cracker brands in America by sales. Uh, number one and two are Cheez-It and Goldfish, which Goldfish I don't really consider a cracker. Uh, and Cheez-It, I didn't want anything flavored. But number three is the next one, so it's the most popular of the ones we have tonight, and that's going to be your classic round Nabisco Ritz. So if you want to crack open your, your buttery... I don't know My if they fingers have, like, are all sticky from the honey. Didn't really have a oh, perfect. Look at Ritz this. Is. I've got hand sanitizer. Like a a Family Guy joke or something, where someone's like, "I got a honey all over this, <laughs> this thing. I got a honey all over my microphone." <laughs> like a bear attacks him or something. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That sounds like a Family Guy joke. All right, here we go. The Ritz was introduced in 1934 by Nabisco. Yeah. It actually, in the early 1900s, the Jackson Cracker Company developed a small round cracker called the Jackson. Um, 
And when it was bought out by Nabisco, they changed the name to The Ritz. Mm. That is nice. Yeah, That's much better. Hmm. Now, let's compare some nutrition labels on these things. <laughs> oh, no. Now, for five crackers of the saltines, you got 60 calories. 125 milligrams of sodium for five crackers of the Ritz, same serving size, um, 80 calories and 130 grams of sodium. Not even that much more sodium. Five more grams of sodium. It tastes like way better. I was going to say, what's the fat difference? So much better. That's a good point. Uh, now, this is how they get you because they're using like different units here and stuff. Total fat, 1.5 grams on the saltines. Total fat, 4.5 grams on the Ritz. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of oil, canola oil, palm oil, uh, riboflavin. Mm. All the good stuff. Gotta love that riboflavin. Now, riboflavin made an appearance in the cookie episode, too. Am I wrong about it's that? A, oh, no, you're right. No, it did. Well, you know the we, show We is, talked a lot about riboflavin. The show is sponsored by riboflavin. <laughs> They're one of our sponsors. Check them out. Use yeah. use offer code up for debate uh, when you buy <laughs> your riboflavin. The, the, the free riboflavin delivered uh, right to your door. Marketing group. <laughs> yes, regular monthly deliveries of riboflavin. Never be without. That's, that's now the Ritz. Ritz, I have a, I have fond memories of. Um, this would be like my after school snack. Often, I would have them with jam, or mm -hmm. or jelly, or peanut butter and jelly or or i would have them with tuna fish yes and that's a good famously tuna fish. there was one day where i was feeling brave and experimental and i took my jelly crackers my peanut butter my, my jelly why would you typically have like i make a plate half of them would be jelly and half of them would be peanut butter like I said, I was feeling brave and experimental one day. I made half a plate with jelly, like I typically do. And I made half a plate with the tuna fish. And I decided to combine them because I was, like, dumb. <laughs> Maybe in, like, sixth grade or something. And it, it tasted about like you would imagine. I didn't discover any kind of new secret formula. I think just taste like sweet, disgusting tuna on just the wacky things you tried as a child in the kitchen. Because <laughs> the stories I've heard, I have like six yep. of them I can think of just off the top of my head. Of just I was going to say, was... I feel like this was a recurring theme at your wedding. Actually, Matt was weird shit that you've done in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, the this was I think around the same time I tried to make M and M milk, which I just took a glass of milk wait, wait, and Dan, just. I was gonna say, can Dan? Can you guess how you make M and M milk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess you just take the M and Ms, you put them in the milk, and then you like bubble tea. You just get them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I essentially you just take a glass of milk and you pour a bit like you pour a bag of M and Ms in it. <laughs> The milk is, is actually kind of cool because the milk turns like a cool rainbow, like swirl color. That one, I, that one was like, I mean, and then you just have a bunch of wet 
soggy M&Ms at the bottom, but I thought maybe it would make the milk ch like chocolatey tasting because of the M&Ms, but the coating, the candy coating around the outside is obviously so thick and like non, not really permeable. So the chocolate just stays on the inside. It just gets kind of like soggy. Um, but the dye, like the dye from the M&Ms gets pulled off so that they become like these shells, like almost like, like very dull, almost like, like, uh, almond colored shells. And, uh, I feel like I could probably, if TikTok were around back then, I probably could have done a TikTok about that. <laughs> yeah, man, I think if you were, would have been born like 15 years later, you'd be a TikTok star right now. You know what? I think, I think you're right. At minimum, just if, if, if not now. just for my culinary explo exploits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not too late. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a TikTok either. But they say it's never too late. Sean has, has a TikTok. <sighs> I, yeah, my secret TikTok I don't tell you about. Which I cook all, <laughs> all of Matt's recipes. Um, what do we he uses uh, what, it to just, he just bitches about me on the TikTok all the time. Oh, I'll do that to your face. I just, I just had another recording TikTok with Matt. This guy, can you believe it? <laughs> uh, what, are our, what are our thoughts and scores on, on Ritz here? Uh, Colby, maybe, maybe you can go first. Uh, what, what, are, what do you think about the Ritz cracker? I'm going to give it a four. Like the saltine, I think a Ritz cracker is a cracker that needs soup. But, like, wow, it's so much better than a saltine cracker. If I was, if I had to, like, sit and eat plain crackers, I would much rather it be Ritz crackers than yeah. saltines. Must be the riboflavin. Riboflavin. Mm-mm. Get yours today. What about uh, what about you, Dan? If a social snacker is a five, I give a wrist cracker a four and a half. I I could I had to stop myself. Yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. They are, uh, they're buttery, which is I think the biggest difference is your. For me, a cracker can't just be like straight salt. It's got to have a secondary flavor, and I think it's it's a really nice buttery, soft cracker. Um, so I I would give it probably a four out of five as well. What about what about you, Matt? And Matt, how did it do with the uh, with the uh, dips as well? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the jam was the winner here. Definitely the jam on the on the cracker that brings back so many pleasant memories of childhood. Um, I would say that the Ritz cracker, it, the buttery, it's the buttery texture and it's also the like fortification of it. It's got like more of a crunch and it's got more staying power than the saltines. It doesn't just crumble. Um, it, it's, it, it can hold up and you can dip it. And I, I give my Ritz a 4.5 out of five. The only flaw being, and I, I, I could be wrong. But I don't I think there's a there's a big market for more flavors of Ritz. So Ritz executives out there, if you're listening, I think we need like your sour cream and onion Ritz and your everything bagel Ritz and your cheese Ritz, which which probably exists. I would say like a cheese like cheese kind of flavored, flavored Ritz. Do they have the flavors yeah, I mentioned though, like sour cream and onion? I've never seen them. Well, I will say a personal favorite of mine is they have, roast, they have Ritz roasted vegetable, which is very good. They also have a, a garlic okay. butter and everything, like an everything bagel. Okay. Um, honey, I wheat. stand they corrected. Don't, they then. don't go crazy with like, and then they have like 
Ritz thins and some other varietals that aren't quite Ritz. But um, but in the classic Ritz, no, they don't really go any too crazy with the flavors. Pizza Ritz, like uh, like the Pizza Pringles, Pizza Licious, Pringle Ritz Licious, Pizza Ritz Licious. Ritzlicious pizza Ritz crackers. Yeah. I maybe maybe Pringles patented that. Maybe that's why they can't do it. Because the Ritz would be perfect for that. I have but, found a blog that reviews Trader Joe's crackers. Hmm. Exploring Trader Joe's.blogspot.com. And they don't have the non crackers. Can you believe it? But they got the seeded mango and ginger crisps, the uh, tree, tree cheese, tiny edamame crackers. Does does Trader Joe's ship? No, dang. Because I was gonna say Famously, that might be no. next year. Probably they don't. A random Trader Joe's ship. That would be fun. We could just. I would. I would be willing to go like <laughs> physically go to a Trader Joe's. To yeah. Get stuff. stuff. Same. Once a year. Like, I go almost every weekend. I've never, ever been to a Trader Joe's in my life. Because I've never Field lived trip. anywhere that had Trader Joe's. Oh, man, we might have a special guest soon. Trader Joe himself? <laughs> Trader <laughs> Joe. Oh, sorry, I didn't, didn't know you guys were friends. Hello. I went to the... Uh, I went to the... Hey. Is that... The first um, Matt's never met Laura. Oh, that's Matt. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> We've heard only great things. That's good. Yeah. This is good. Do you want to stick around for a cracker? Okay. Well, yeah, we're anyway. We just wrapped up Ritz, and now we uh, now we're going to move on to our next cracker here. Uh, it is uh, after Ritz. It is the, uh, what would be, of the ones we have tonight, the fourth best-selling cracker in America. I think it's going to be right in between that saltine and the Ritz. We're going to go for the club cracker. Uh, I'm excited from, for this one. From the folks at Kellogg. So this is that, it's it's it looks more like a saltine visually, but it's sort of uh, long and rectangular. It resembles the social snacker I love so dearly. Uh, I've got to clear my really desk. Quick, my Trader Joe's story is the first suburban Trader Joe's I went to that you would drive to was this one near the Canadian border, and they had heavy security, like just tons of security guards. And I found out it's because Canadians in the before times, would back when you could do this, would drive down, bulk buy as much as they could, and then resell on the Canadian side because there are no Trader Joe's in Canada. Yep. That's awesome. We'd go up and get prescription medication. They'd come down and get Trader Joe's. Social snackers. Mm. These are nice. These are pretty good. Mm. Wow, we are ratcheting up the calorie count here, Sean. These are 70. And a lot of fat. A lot of fat. Five grams more fat, yeah. Yeah, and it's not even the... Is, I can't remember if the poly or the mono is the uh, is the good fat or not. I don't think it is. Mm, these are good though. They are really good. Very buttery. But what I like, this is a better saltine. Like the Ritz, I wouldn't compare to a saltine. To me, this is like what a saltine should. Be. 
because um, it is that thin, sort of a little crispier than the Ritz, not quite as soft, um, but it still has that buttery flavor of the Ritz. So these are uh, these are really nice. This is, to me, a Ritz is not a good charcuterie board type of, you know, like I don't want, because it's a big and it's a little thick. To me, this is a great, like, oh, I'm going to layer stuff on top of it cracker. Yeah, and despite its name, the Ritz is, does not, it doesn't have a high class um, pedigree. No. These Ooh. are club. You have them at the country club. <laughs> These are kind of rough with the hummus. Not a good hummus cracker. Mm, I can see that. It's saltier yeah. than the Ritz. Mm-hmm. I feel like I must have had these crackers before, but like, I didn't know they were this good. Yeah, these are really nice. Mm. Okay. Yep. I can tell why they're not. They're all, they're definitely a honey, a honey cracker, much like the saltines are. Mm. But they are buttery, similarly to the Ritz. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. All this sugar. <laughs> mm. Mm. Enough salt and sugar to knock you sideways. Mm. I want you to know, I purposely skipped lunch for this. Oh boy, you're not getting much uh, healthy calories out of this, unfortunately. <laughs> nope. Can't help you there. Not at all. Now, these don't come in any fun flavors or anything, so you basically just get what you get with these. That's funny because it has it says original on the packaging, so mm-hmm. what? <laughs> why do they even specify that then? Uh, well, they do have a multigrain and a reduced fat, which I would argue aren't really flavors. Okay. Uh, but I will say, I think it's, and this is a total guess. I have no evidence that this is true. This is just the marketing guy in me. But my guess is a lot of people have tried to name, because club is such a generic term. And probably a term that existed before these, that they're like the original, you know, kind of like classic Coke. It's kind of like original club cracker, um, you know, except no, except no substitute. Can we, can we all turn around our boxes and yeah. look at this charcuterie board in the back? Yeah, because it's insane. They have wow. boiled eggs. <laughs> just, I'm just noticing that. Cinnamon rolls. Mini iced cinnamon buns. Yeah, they, they call it a brunch. It's a brunch breakfast sausage patties, yeah. and then fruit and and cheese and crackers and stuff. I'm so counting how many. Cheese. Now this is Ham. this is very like this is like European breakfast. Like <laughs> you're in Europe and you're staying at a hotel and there's breakfast at the hotel. This Are you is pointing at the the gauge, Sean? The, well, that, oh. I was going to say, Colby, Colby, it's a great point. The only thing it's missing is, like, very thinly shaved raw fish. <laughs> and then, yeah. then you've got a European yeah. breakfast. Yeah. But, yeah, also, I love this gauge here that says e- that is easy, breezy, or piece of cake. So, like, it doesn't matter what it is. It's always easy. Well, but I would think, right, yeah. piece of cake should be easier than easy, right? Yeah, I would say so. So, so then, because this is easy, it's actually the most difficult. It does, I mean, it's pretty hard. You got to boil these eggs. You have to acquire these cinnamon buns somehow and cook this breakfast sausage. What I'm noticing with the eggs, right, the hard-boiled eggs, is that um, there's eleven of them, which wouldn't doesn't make sense unless somebody somebody ate half of an egg. <laughs> the chef's tax. 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> one for me and one for the That's for the board. All a boilers dozen. Hmm. Yeah, mean, yeah boilers dozen. Four orange slices, which is way fewer slices than would be in an actual orange. Yeah, where'd it go? I feel like the cinnamon buns are what makes this weird. Not necessarily the egg, the eggs are pushing it. Eggs are weird. They're and, pushing and it. The cinnamon buns like on a board sausage roll. That's number four. <laughs> yeah, breakfast sausage patties. See, see when when we opened these crackers, the club crackers, I thought what we were opening was the uh, townhouse flip sides, like the round ones, like the long, the oval ritzes. ones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which are like fine. They're fine, but these ones, these are amazing. It's interesting that they advertise the townhouse flip sides on the back. Are they, they must also be made by Kellogg. It is. It's the same company. And townhouse. Now crackers, this blew my mind. Yeah. Go ahead. The uh, on the side they have a cheese. It's cheese and ham with like a drizzle of honey on the side of it. Mm. Uh, so maybe the implication is that you're supposed to make like creative combos of things on the back like and you i don't guys, know so my, my <laughs> like raspberry and hard boiled cinnamon roll on top of or m&ms and milk or <laughs> have, you guys, have you ever done have you ever done that where you go to an event and there's like a cheese and cra- there's like a spread like a charcuterie board or something like that I never stack the items. I eat them one at a time. I never. Th- yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what blew I'm my mind. Is I, I. I don't know. I'm not. I don't make a sandwich out of them, right? I. I just. I take like little pieces and put it on my plate, and I eat them like, like a like a dignified human being. I don't. I don't try to make combos, but maybe I, maybe we're doing it all wrong. Maybe we're the we're the ones that are doing it wrong. We're the. We're supposed to be. Club crackers. I'll put cheese on a cracker on one well, of those plates. That's reasonable. Right. Yeah, yeah you, you make a little sandwich. You do like four separate ingredients on top of your cracker, <laughs> that's too much. It's Yeah, you, it doesn't hold up. Now, I've seen honey on a charcuterie board before, but usually it's just like kind of squirted right on the board, mm-hmm. and you can't yeah. like pick it up and put it on top of the cheese on top of the cracker. So I always just end up kind of dipping into it. But it, no, it this, sounds this a lot is... better with cheese. This explicitly says pot of honey. A whole pot. It's number 15. <laughs> pot of honey. <laughs> it quantifies it. Shaved uh, maple glazed ham. So let's go around real quick and two. here. And just, uh, uh, there, there's, there, I just noticed there are two separate containers of... Whipped cream cheese. Oh, I see. Regular and veggie flavor. Okay. Okay. So they, they, they've got for the... Because that just seems like a, an awful lot of cream cheese on that board. It's just like an o- overload. So let's go around real quick and just shout out a number. Where, where, where you're going to rank um, the Club Crackers. I'm going to probably give it... If I gave Ritz a four... I'm probably gonna give this like a four and a half. I'm gonna put just just above the just above the Reds. What, what about you, Dan? F five. It's just as good as Social Snackers. Nice, good. How about you, Matt? Yeah, this is a tough. It's a tough competitor for Ritz. I think it's it's got all the goodness of of the Ritz. Plus, it's more of a um, more of like a uh, a 
it's like a snack you can like pile a bunch of things on and make a sandwich out of it probably more structurally sound than ritz too uh yeah i'll probably give it a five yeah it's a solid cracker colby yeah i'm gonna say four and a half too laura said four out of five nice so Mm -hmm. we've been pretty other than the saltines we've been pretty positive tonight so let's go ahead and move on. We're, we're, we're going out of your sort of classic buttery original cracker and moving into some of the more pu- what I would call a party cracker. Uh, let's grab those wheat thins. Now we have the original flavor, 100% whole grain wheat thins. They do come in a number of flavors, including ranch, cracked pepper, tomato and basil. They also have wheat thins big, which are like a bigger, and they should just call them wheat thicks. So a huge missed opportunity there. I'll write that joke for them. Um, but let's... Now, aren't the big wheat thins thinner than the small wheat thins? I, from the picture, they just look like a bigger square. They're, they're like taller and wider, but not necessarily thicker. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I, I'm pretty sure there is a varietal of wheat thin that is... It is, like, larger and thinner than... The, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we're getting, we're getting back to bags here? Yeah. Not individual sleeves. We're, and I, yeah, we're pretty much done with sleeves. I don't know what. Yeah, we're done with sleeves. Oh man, we're out of sleeve town. That's interesting. Hmm. Oh man, they're wow. really making me work for this here. Child proof. And again, Dan, I'll point out, nutritionally, we continue to get worse. Yeah. We're better on calories, but this has way more sugar. Wait, we are? Yeah. Oh, because it's 16 pieces, though. Well, yeah, by because that's 31 grams. Yeah, so it's about twice as many compared to the Club Cracker, so it's not. It's about as as, uh, caloric as the Club Cracker. Mm. What do we think of the wheat things? These are loud. These are a loud cracker. Yeah. They're very stiff. Doesn't I feel like I'm going to wake up the whole neighborhood. As a club cracker, though. Eating these. It tastes it healthier. Like it should be healthier. You, you can taste the whole grain a little bit mm. more. The grain is a little more complex. And they're not, I wouldn't say like, they're They're not really buttery or mm. salty. They're kind of just grainy. Okay. It's a hummus cracker. Oh, yeah. This is a, not a jam cracker. Not a honey cracker. This, this is a, a, this is a hummus cracker, cracker. All day long. Because it doesn't really have a big signature flavor on its own. Hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. And if I were buying these on my own, I would probably get a flavored variety. I don't know if I would just get the plain original. Like, this and, like, a ranch or something would be very good. You know what? It's a good veggie dip cracker. Yes. yes. Yep. Yep. Veggie dip all day. Like with an this. onion yep. dip or something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's not a bad cracker. And I do I do kind of like the small size. I think they're fun. I was talking uh, earlier about mini Doritos. Um, I, I like mini snacks. I get mini pretzels now, and the little pretzels are like that big. And so I do like the small size. Dan's just putting them down. He's just thinking and he's putting them down. I'm back to the Ritz. 
He's oh no. <laughs> the Ritz are hard to put away. Yeah, they're good. That's why they really popular. are. Hmm. My sweatshirt's covered in crumbs. <laughs> Hazard of the job. Any, um, any I have to keep game? muting my mic when I'm eating these because I feel like they're so loud. I'm I feel like these are the loudest so. crackers. Like, it's part of the show. folks better like it. Mm. Any other uh, thoughts on wheat thins? Yeah. Um, yeah. the box is not as exciting. Uh, it really, it seems to me to be more pivoted at a healthier snack, which is bullshit. Yeah. But they do really push the I whole just... grain. No artificial flavors or colors. Yeah, it's interesting that it's less healthy than a Ritz cracker and just as unhealthy as the club cracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the cracker that lies to you. This <laughs> is the liar cracker. Put that on the box. The, mm. the serving size is much larger than the Ritz. Mm. Well, and even right. by weight. Ritz's serving size is only... Uh, what's that? But, you get 16 grams for a Ritz for 80, and 30 grams for these is, what, 140 calories? Oh. So I guess a Ritz, a Ritz is a little, just slightly less healthy. See, this is just an example of how loud these crackers are. I was chewing the cracker while Colby was talking about serving size. I definitely thought he said circumcised. <laughs> now, <laughs> say that i was trying to figure that out and then i re- then dan responded and they were talking about serving size so i, I was thinking about what does he mean like the, the crack i thought he said something like now this cracker is circumcised <laughs> trying to think of what the hell he meant by that but see that's because the wee thins are so loud i was chomping away at them it was i couldn't hear anything one other thing I'll point out is they're not available in the U.S., but there is a varietal of wheat thins in their artisan cheese line, Wisconsin Colby. There you go. Oh. Wait, what? The, the, the flavor? It's a flavor of wheat thins? Col- Colby thins? Yes, Colby. They're called Colby thins. Col- or wheat Colby's. <laughs> yeah. No, they're Wisconsin Colby cheese. They also have, a, in other countries, they have dill pickle. Honey mustard, lime. We're missing out. See, Sweet potato. That sounds great. Sounds wild. I would try all of those. Cinnamon. Hmm. Excellent. All right. Um, I'm going to quickly give this one like a three and a half. Definitely better than the saltine. I would probably do the Ritz or the Club over it, but I think they do hold up. I, I don't think they're a bad by any by any stretch. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's I think it's fair. I think it's a very fair assertion. It's it's a finicky cracker. Like I don't think it goes with everything, but it's good in the hummus and it, it's very crispy. A solid three. So it's somewhere right in the middle. Mm. Actually, it's got it's got a little bit of a grainy aftertaste. I'm gonna bump it down to a two point five. Yeah, it's a little 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 grainy that I'm not liking right now. Uh. I'm gonna do a two. Mm. Mm. 
It's not bad. It's better than the saltine, but it's not really, it's really, not really doing anything. Fair enough. Alrighty, let's go into our next one here. We're going to go for the Trisket. One of America's favorite crackers. The only one I opened prior to tonight. I was going to say, this was a, this was everyone's favorite going into this, it sounded like. And I went a little different this time because um, I got a flavor for everybody. Because wow. I thought we had all plain crackers. I'm sure we've all had plain Triscuits before. But I wanted you guys to try out my personal favorite Triscuit, which is the Cracked Pepper and Olive Oil. Um, they're definitely, I, I've also had the, God, that is a loud bag. Holy smokes. <laughs> it, it's aggressive. Um, I've had the rosemary I've had before and is very good. There's a tzatziki flavor I want to try, but I haven't seen it in a store. Yeah. Mm. That's peppery. Oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't dip this one in the jam. This is not a jam. More chocolate. Oh, oh. Mmm. But I like pepper, so. Drop my alley. This is a complex one. It's got a lot of, it's got many layers to it. Mmm. Now, Trisket started by the Shredded Wheat Company in Niagara Falls. Do you guys know why they're called Trisket? I thought you were going to say, do you know why they're called the Shredded Wheat Company? I like, <laughs> Gee, I can't imagine why. No, it was founded by two guys, Daniel Shredded and Steve Wheat. <laughs> they met at the gym. <laughs> they met at the gym. End of story. <laughs> um, no, do you know why they're called Triscuits? No. It's actually a fascinating story. Most people think try Triscuits 3. But there was, I, I, I pulled it up. Last year, there was a guy on Twitter... It was like a comedy writer who was like trying to figure out the answer. And throughout the internet, like nobody knew why they were called Triscuits. And so he wrote a letter to the Triscuit company. They replied back saying they didn't know why it was called Triscuit. The records had been lost. And so the guy kept doing more research. And what he found out was, and there's some early advertisements. If you go to the Triscuit Wikipedia page, you'll see it. Because they were made in... Niagara Falls, where they generate electricity, they said it was baked by electricity. That was like the gimmick for the snack at first, was it was like the, the electric baked biscuit. The tri in Triscuit comes from electric, the T-R-I in electric. So they're really electric biscuits. Wow. That sounds like... It sounds like the answer that somebody would have given as like a joke answer. And like miraculously gotten it right yeah <laughs> that's that like a yeah wild that is a wild story and then the guy the company like sent an official letter to the guy being like you actually solved the mystery here's some free triscuits um that's and that's now the official Wait. story so the, the company trisket was just going along with the fact that no one knew and they were just like okay with that they didn't know themselves and they didn't turn it into like a marketing campaign no they definitely like, should have um, yeah, missed opportunity. No, they said no business records survived, which specifically explained the origins or inspiration for the name. We do know it does not mean three. The try does not mean three, so it's something else. It turns out it was electricity, electric biscuit. Trisket. 
Now, if you look on the back and on the side, uh, it says top it with, see this this picture here with, with what's on top of it? Yeah. Top it with Harvati cheese, green apple, and honey. Ooh, that's wacky. With the pepper? Yeah, I'm guessing. Hmm. It looks like it's the pepper one in that image. It has hmm. little specks. That's wacky. Now, see, I went back to the Ritz, too. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> right there. I'm keeping this, these, these Reese's here in case we get another stinker. Maybe I'll try hmm. it with a saltine later. These are good, Sean. Yeah, the, the first one, I, I didn't think I liked it the first time, but after the second one, I think it got better for me. You're like absolutely it. right. And the first one packs a punch. But they don't mess around with them. But also, it's garlic, onion. There's some other flavors in here. Onion powder, garlic powder. Yeah. Contains wheat. That's it. I'm just a big fan of Triscuit just because I think the texture's fun. I think they crunch nice. I, I, they're not really my favorite, like, topping cracker. Because I think they're a little too thick. If I'm going to do, like, cheese or something on it, I would do, like, a club cracker or a Ritz. But I think it's a standalone cracker. These are good. And um, this is, like, my 5 out of 5. This is, like, my my perfect cracker. What about what about you, Colby? I think, honestly, I think I have to go back and make club crackers a 5. And then Triscuits are a 4. Because I, I think they're good with stuff. I think they're a great, like, dip cracker. Mm. I think I like those. This flavor you sent us, I like on its own, which is crazy. I think it's super tasty. Um, but like regular Triscuits are like, I think, pretty versatile. Way better than wheat things. Oh, yeah. for, like, I feel like they're the same cl- class of cracker. Like You use them for the same thing. They're way better. Yeah, I, I've had a number of the Triscuit flavors, and I've yet to find one I don't like. They do a really nice job, and they're unique because it's not just like cheese. Like they actually like <laughs> put some thought into some. <coughs> I got Triscuit in my throat. <coughs> um, wh- what about you, Matt? Well, um, I think like Dan, I I didn't like it the first time, but I tried it the second time, and I appreciate its complexity and its hardiness. It's a hearty, meaty cracker. Yeah. It's one that. I think it, it's it would be a hard it would be really hard if not I don't know maybe downright impossible for me to sit and go through a whole box of these um, just because they're they're very filling it's a very like um, uh, hearty solid cracker I liked it I I don't I, I don't know if it was my favorite one of the night but it was definitely. Uh, I think I think it sounds right to put it at like a solid three point five, and that's like a highly regarded three point five. Um, it's it's they're co- it's complex, it's deep, um, but I and 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 maybe it's a good thing that I can't put away a whole bunch of these, a whole box of them in one sitting. But it, it like the texture, it would just take a long time, I think, to get through them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's probably where I would go. Yeah. What What about you, Dan? Yeah, they were good. I I put them as a four. I would eat these again. 
I would if I saw them in the grocery store, I would totally buy them. Uh, I don't I don't like them as much as a Ritz or the Club, but it's really good. It's different. It's definitely the most unusual and unique one we've had so far. Uh, to me, it it remind it's very analogous to like a potato chip, where it's like I wouldn't eat a Triscuit necessarily like with an appetizer, but to me, it is more like. Oh, I could grab some chips or some pretzels, or I'm going to grab some triscuits. Like it is a little more snacky than I think some of these other ones. Um, but good, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that worked out. I'm going to be excited to eat more of those later. We've got one more cracker, our wild card, our hip new entrant from the folks at Blue Diamond Almonds. They've turned almonds into milk. Now they've turned them into crackers. It's nut thins. Let's let's bust these open. Ugh. Oh, these are cute. These are little, 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 little guys. These are wheat thin size. They're round. These are just plain flavor. Ooh. You can get them the in uh, two cheese varietals as well as sriracha and ranch. Stick your, stick your nose in there and smell this bag. It definitely smells like almond. Hmm. Do you know why the company's called Blue Diamond? I do not. I do, because I looked it up right beforehand. <laughs> you do? Believe it or not. It's because they used to use real diamonds in the... Every box <laughs> would come with a diamond. That doesn't sound right. It's not named after the Long oh. Winter song. Uh, Blue Diamonds are apparently a rare type of diamond. And this is the only company that we've eaten a cracker from that is not owned by some conglomerate. It's a co-op. You love it's got... Also, the ingredients are pretty simple. Rice flour, almonds, potato starch, safflower oil, sea salt, and natural flavors. Well, as a supporter of riboflavin, I'm very upset. Zero, zero riboflavin in this. Oh, these are very snackable, though. I think the size is great. I love, they're really yeah. poppable. They're really correctly sized. Now, I'm really curious on this one, Matt, what the, the topping dippability prospects are. They're very solid. Okay. I will say that. Like, they, 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 you yeah. can really. They're thin I'll do and a quick, well structured. Uh, assessment. I already tried the uh, chocolate hummus on the first one. Chocolate hummus was was a real win for this. So so far, chocolate hummus is is a go. Trying the jam. They're very neutral tasting, not in a bad way, but in a way you could layer a lot of things onto them. I think mm. you could use some more salt. Right, it is very hint of salt. Yeah. Not great with the jam. It's a little overpowering, like too much jam tasting. The texture doesn't really match up with it. So far, the hummus is in the lead. Now for the honey. We got to do a little... Actually, I could eat almost... I, I could almost really dip good. it in the honey. Ooh. Okay. Okay, we got our sample of honey. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Honey's a bit of a problem too. It clashes. 
It clashes with the. Um, That's surprising because almonds and honey are such a classic. The texture. Combo. They are. It's just something about the crunch. It. I don't know. I thought. I thought of the three. I thought the hummus was the best option. Now, looking at the back of this, I spy uh, sriracha and almond nut thins. Yeah. That could be interesting. They have a pepper jack cheese that I would love to try. Hmm. So, how does this work, Sean? How, what is the process behind making these? The nut thins? Yeah. <laughs> what is this sorcery? Matt, it's really easy. So, have you ever seen like almonds, like a pile of almonds? Yep. Okay. Now, have you ever seen those YouTube channels where they have that big hydraulic press where they crush stuff really dramatically? No. Well, first of all, you I'll send but you some links. Kind of. I kind of want to see it now. Yeah. It's like industrial strength where you can put anything in it and it will flatten it to nothing. Um, and so they take the almonds, they put it in one of those, and boom, nothings. This sounds like a real good like. ASMR type experience. Just, I, I bet there are people that'll just sit and watch things get crushed for hours and hours and oh, hours. And seriously, you're gonna lo- you're gonna go nuts for this. I, I would definitely. <laughs> I might be one of those people. I very and well pe- could be pe- one of these people. And the guy, like, people pay him. It's like a fundraising thing, so he makes money. And they're like, whoever bids the most, like, can send him something, and he'll crush it. Nice, and it's pretty great. Um. The other thing I will the only downside I will say, I think this is a really great cracker. I was pleasantly surprised. The downside for me is the cost. So this was the most expensive cracker out of all of these for a much smaller box. Now, it's a premium product, um, to be fair, but it is, um, it, it, you're not getting much. It's only a 4.25-ounce box, where every other cracker we had was, uh, what was the other smallest? The other smallest is the Triscuit at twice as, twice as much. In the box for less cost. Yeah, it does say this package is sold by weight, not by volume. Mm-hmm. It says it on the side of the box. Okay. These are nice. Yeah. Yeah, these are good. And I, I feel like it's not lying to me, like the wheat thins, where I, I feel like these actually are a little bit better for you. Not by yeah. much. Actually, it's got, now I'm looking at it, it's got more calories than the Triscuit. But you know actually, not really. Not really. The Triscuit, because the, the serving sizes are way different. Wildly different. Yeah. I would say, though, these have a, a decent aftertaste, too. That's what bothered me about the wheat thins, is they were had that sort of very yeah. heavy... These are like very light um, in the aftertaste. I still wish they had more salt. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they do need. They're a little lacking in the salt. Hint of salt. Nice. I like it though. But the texture is different. I than... I like how crispy they yeah. are. That's really yeah. nice. Because because it's, it's reducing that. Like the club hmm. crackers or the Ritz, like when you're biting, if you don't eat a whole one, you bite into it, you're getting crumbs, you're getting crumbles. With these, they snap really nice. It's kind of like a a different take on what a cracker is. It plays with our expectations of cracker. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
Well, guys, that's that has been the cracker taste off. We've tasted all of them. Save the bees. Save the bee. Hashtag save the bees. Um, <laughs> that's what it says on my honey. We're all the way through, did so we, why don't we... Um, did we grade the uh, nut thins? We did not grade the nut thins, Matt. Where would you put these? Uh, I would say that you said the package is, what, 2.5? 4.25 ounces. Wait, 4.25 ounces is actually exactly where I would grade these, these nut things. <laughs> I would say, I think that's a really fair grade out of five, because I think that they, the taste is interesting. I think like Colby said though, they, they are lacking a little bit. wish they had a little bit more salt. The texture is unique. Give it bonus points for that. And the size is perfect. It's perfect and snackable size. I think it's, re, it's a respectable 4.25 and uh, I, I would like to, I would, I would like to, I'm interested. I would like to try some more flavors of these. I'd like to explore the other options we've got going on here. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on the score. I think you're, I'm right in that same ballpark as you. And to me, this is the kind of thing where I don't know if I would ever buy a box for my house, but if I were like on an airplane and they offered me a small bag of these, I would be thrilled. Or like, you ever go to like an event where there's like some snacks laid out, like a small individual serving of these would be really good. They're not heavy, they're not overly flavored, uh, but they are filling. So um, I'm, I'm definitely, I was pleasantly surprised. What about you, Colby? Yeah, I'm feeling the same thing. Same I just ate a ton of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're very. I like them. Like they're like actually crunchy. Yeah, like beyond. Like they're they're beyond crispy into crunchy, which I like. Uh, but I think I'm gonna give them a three in that they need more salt. Totally. If they had more salt, they'd be awesome. I think maybe other flavors are better. I don't know. Definitely. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I give them a three. Very middle of the road for me. I'm super interested in the sriracha ones. Yeah, and they need some. They definitely need something on them. I, and I, it might even this might even be the best cracker of all these for dipping because they they're so rigid. Yeah, they yep. don't have anything to I dip bet them with. Even like a salsa or something, I bet would be really interesting on these. Mm, I do have salsa. I could try that. That that might be cheese, like a nacho cheese. Uh, basically, anywhere you'd use a tortilla chip, because they're they're kind of similar. Um, very interesting. Well, guys, that was six cracker varieties. Our salt, salt levels are through the roof. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and do uh, an ultra quick wrap up on these, uh, where each of us can sort of. I'll, I'm happy to go first. I think, other than the saltines, I don't think there were really any outright losers for me. Um, in in the box, I will probably eat some amount of all of these. I tend to like the more exotic stuff better, so I thought the nut thins were really good. I thought the triscuits were excellent, um, but I was really pleasantly surprised by the club crackers. I think that was probably my favorite basic cracker. The Ritz were good. I thought the club were better because um, they were a little bit thinner um, and a little more classic cracker. Um, so overall, the wheat things were a bit of a mess. Um, but definitely the the Trisket and the uh, and the nut thins were were great. So overall, I, I was happy. I'm excited to go through and eat the rest of these. What about you, Matt? Yeah, you know, I was I was coming in here really not thinking my opinion of the crackers was going to change all that much. 
but uh, I would say, yeah, uh, the Ritz took a big, um, Ritz took a, maybe a small step down, or if not just to give way to club. Club took a huge step up. I was yeah. I was surprised how much I really enjoyed the club crackers, and then Wheat Thins, yeah, a couple steps down. I was not was I, I enjoy Wheat Thins on their own, but stacked up against these other uh, powerhouses, it's um it's not it's not my favorite. It, it it feels like a little bit of a sham now that uh the secrets have been revealed. They're not as good for you as they as they claim. So. Uh yeah, a club clear winner for me. But the, I was I was happy also to try the nut thins. I think that they were not quite what I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be a little bit more like nuttier. Yep. Like flavored, but uh still pretty good and pretty snackable. I wouldn't I wouldn't be averse to to buying them. And what and and we'll just ask Matt, what was the what was the uh uh spread winner of the evening? Oh, uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't keeping track, but uh, I always love, I, I love good jam. I think the jam, the grape jam, probably took the took the. I think there were there were the it was the fewest of these crackers. Seemed like jam went with nearly all of them, except for the saltines. But that's the saltines problem, isn't it? <laughs> so. It stands alone. Hmm. Uh, excellent. What about you, Colby? Uh, let's see. I agree about wheat thins. I guess you never eat wheat thins if there's another option. Yeah. To like eating wheat thins next to other crackers. Can't believe we've been wasting our money. <laughs> um, yeah, club crackers. Wow. Like I said, I assumed that the club crackers were going to be those like oblong Ritz Ritz crackers, but they're so much more. They're like. They're, they're like. They make the Ritz crackers seem like mushy almost. Yes. Which I didn't think of it that way before, but wow. So good. And then, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with the nothings. I thought, like, going into the nothings, I thought that was going to be like one to zero range, like, disgusting. They're pretty good, though. Excellent. Uh, what about you, Dan? Yeah, the club cracker is a good discovery. I I can now get a uh, social snacker at, at probably any grocery store, so that's good to know. Uh, the wheat thins are the big biggest loser. I remembered liking them a lot more than I did. Um, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, not not surprising. Club club crackers, wrist crackers, really good. Wheat thins, saltines, not so much. Nice. Well, I like when we can find some agreement. Um, that's excellent. So, can I tell you? Yeah. Can I tell you a secret about the uh, these crackers? What? My new plan. Uh, I am gonna go out tomorrow and buy like a variety of dips, and I'm just gonna polish these crackers off like uh, in the subsequent weeks. I have a feeling that um, I may not be tossing these like I did some of the cookies from from uh, the prior challenge. <laughs> the prior uh, Sean Sean Vember. I think that these crackers are probably going to get going to get eaten. Good. I'm planning yeah. on taking some of them and um, I'm going to grind them up and use them as uh, breading for probably some chicken or something. Um, use, use them in some kind of recipe. Oh, that's not a bad idea. 
I, I thought you were going to say you were going to grind them up and then use them as like a trail when you go out into the forest to like um, <laughs> to learn <laughs> or, or to snort them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mainline crackers. Yeah, there are um, a lot of them. No doubt about that. I'll feed them to the birds. Um, yeah. Can birds eat crackers? Is that eco-friendly or does that kill them? I don't think breads are good for that. Because we're not supposed to feed them bread. Well, they don't I, exist I think, in nature. So crackers. Like you probably shouldn't feed. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but my like dumb guy brain says like don't feed animals anything that they wouldn't find in nature. I mean, we as people probably shouldn't be eating anything you can't find in nature. Like we, we can find bread. You can find the ingredients of bread in nature. Well, it's just human ingenuity that put them together. I can find the ingredients for for radon, but I probably shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> This is true. I don't know if the two things are equivalent, but this is true. Did you find radon lying around? Um, I don't know. Have you ever tried radon, Sean? It is one of my favorite Maybe snacks. That's what we're trying. That next could year. be the next next Sean Vember. Yeah, I'm gonna send all you different vials like a chemistry of chemistry kit. <laughs> we're gonna drink these tonight. We're gonna taste it. We're gonna taste it. You guys ever have raw potassium? Well, I drank this one, and I can't see out of my left eye, so I'm going to have to go ahead and say that's a two out of five on the scale. Yeah, unfortunately, the show was cut early due to mercury poisoning, but <laughs> we were close. Check it out, guys. I'm weeping blood. <laughs> um, no, guys, listen, Colby Dan, it was so great having you guys here um, to join us once again. I hope this was uh, lived up to, to all the hype. Oh, it did. Yes, been, thank you for having been us. Looking forward to it. Is there uh, is there anything you guys would like to plug? No, no. Don't panic. There you yeah. go. Don't panic. It's a website that Colby made. I know Matt's a big fan of the show. I am a listener. I'm a frequent listener. I, I, I actually used you guys to learn more about NFTs. Because I, uh, oh, do you, and I, do you wanna I'll do be honest. I'm still a little. We could do a crossover. Yeah, I would. I would you welcome wanna, that. You want to buy an NFT with us next week? Yeah. So buy an NFT. Yeah, Matt doesn't know. But I didn't brief him, Matt. So for next for Monday's show, <laughs> we we we're doing these like challenges now. We we've decided every so often we're going to try them. And so for Monday, all three of us were each buying. We're all finding and buying NFTs and talking about aren't, our experience on the show. Aren't NFT, Aren't they like? I could be wrong. Might be wrong about this, but aren't they like millions of dollars? The NFTs, not or can all you get of them. The, you can get cheaper? Okay, okay. No, you well, can see, definitely. That's the thing is, anyone can make an NFT. So there's stupid NFTs out there that are <laughs> okay. Spoiler. Isn't this like being part of the problem though? If you just do it, they're gonna they're gonna make more of them. They're gonna keep making them, and then okay. But I'll do anything for the show. So, man, have you ever like bought a stock in the stock market and been like, I don't know what I actually own? That's kind of like buying an NFT, right? Right, but even even less because it's it's (laughs) yeah. There's no like accrual though. Like you're not getting more. You're just you own something now, but you you're not like accruing up. money off of it. Uh, uh, until there's you no sell like, it now. there's no equity. No, 
at all. Okay. You know, this this could also be a, an, a, an additional crossover where, Matt, maybe in a future episode, you and I could create, have a creative challenge to create our own podcast our own NFTs NFT. and see if we can sell yes. them. That, and that then Colby right and Dan could program them. Don't you have yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, so, okay. So it's easy. So, so Matt and I are going to just creatively brainstorm. Right. You two figure out how NFTs work. I completely take back everything I said. NFTs are awesome and great. And <laughs> so I look forward to this very much. Okay. Yes. And we'll sell We'll, we'll make a whole gift shop of NFTs. I mean, I'll sell you Matt. Just, I don't care. That's <laughs> this is something expensive. you could use, I guess, do. You could just do that nowadays. You, you sell, sell them the license to me. Yeah. 30%. You get 30% ownership and, uh, Twenty uh, percent of my microphone. To the website, such that every episode that gets uploaded becomes an NFT, and people can buy it. That's right. Yep, and they they own they own our licensing rights. <laughs> Someday, when we trans so successfully transcribe the entirety of Don't Panic, we can sell NFTs for for like sound like clips from the show. Yes, I think that's great. I want to sell the O in Don't Panic. <laughs> Let's just sell the right, letter. You can sell one, every letter. And then the collectors will want to have all of them. That's what I'm learning in my NFT journey is it's it's not about what you sell, it's about how few of them there are that make them rare and expensive. Right. Uh but that's gonna be fun. So folks, definitely check out the Don't Panic feed um for, for that episode. That's gonna be a treat. Of course, this show is up for debate. It is Sean Vember, which continues on. Uh and we've got some great programming next week. Uh, Dan and Colby actually previewed a little bit of our all-audio trivia challenge a couple weeks ago. Um, so they have a bit of an idea what's coming up. But Matt, you're going to be put head-to-head on some pop culture audio challenges. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So check that out at UpForDebate.tv or subscribe to the show uh, wherever you get podcasts. You find us on Meta, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're in the Metaverse. You can check us That's out That's our there. Meta page. Absolutely. In all three dimensions. <laughs> um... Where else would we be? And of course, uh, follow us at Up for Debate TV on uh, Twitter. Email us up for debate TV at gmail.com. Is Up for Debate a Spotify exclusive yet? No, what's the opposite of an exclusive? Like, like, we're so not exclusive. We're not even on we're Spotify. Un- what do you call un- that? Exclusive. <laughs> it's a riboflavin exc- yeah. exclusive. <laughs> yes. We're on the riboflavin podcast network. <laughs> They're doing podcasts now. Brought to you by the fine folks at Riboflavin. Have you had your ribo today? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see, I could see the podcast ad. That thing writes itself. You know, Matt. The other day, I was trying some Riboflavin, and uh, boy, was it great! You can't spell flavor without Riboflavin. <laughs> and now, for the next thirty days, our that almost works. Good. 30% off their next order of riboflavin when they use offer code debate. Well, thanks to Colby and Dan, and of course, Matt and myself for being here this week. Another Sean Vember is in the can, but we'll be back next time with another great episode. Until then, thank you, and we'll see you on another one. Now, I've got too much salt. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> see you next time. Sean, 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 Sean. Shun, 
This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.